0: Cairo Feast. take a bite out of Doctor Jeff's wisdom, so you can pay it forward. Come and get it. Cairo Feast is online, and we are ready to serve. So I've got um, I've got some guests again today, and uh, this is fun. I, I love doing this with uh, my young entrepreneurs sitting in front of me here. I've got. Uh, got my four interns that have just joined us recently for this trimester. And for those of you out there that are past interns, you may want to close your ears because I'm going to say something about these four interns that are going to, it's going to make you guys feel kind of bad because my goodness, this four, this group of four interns um, are knocking it out of the park. And that's what I want to focus on today. How do you knock it out of the park and what is it that differentiates someone from just being mediocre how do you jump into a situation what are the characteristics that i want to see that um that make me sit back and just go wow i wasn't expecting that and I, I want to talk specifically about the four of you. And um, and I think it's going to be obvious to our listeners. And so for our listeners today, what I want you to do is sit back and I want you to hear about the characteristics. I want you to think about if somebody were to join your team, what would you want to see in them? Okay. And for, uh, for my interns sitting in front of me here, Flash forward five years when you are probably going to be in your own practice. What are you going to want to see in a new person that joins your team? And you could probably make a list of about 40 things, okay? But what are some of the key things that are going to make you raise your eyebrows and go, I got a good one whether it be somebody that's working at your front desk, a receptionist, or whether it be uh, another doctor that joins you, or whether it be uh, somebody in the back office doing billing or what have you, what do you want to see out of them? Okay. And um, I will tell you this, the things that will impress you the most are the intangibles. It's the things that you can't train and it's the things that you will go, thank you, Lord, Lord, that this person has this quality because you can't train it in somebody. You know, you can say it and you could, you could speak it, but whether or not somebody actually has that quality, you know, is, is, is going to be up to what's actually ingrained in, in them. You know, um, something that was instilled in them from early on in their childhood Their mother, their father, their preacher, their teacher. You know, somebody planted a seed and now it's growing, it's sprouting, and it's now the fruit is being seen everywhere that that person goes. So I'm just going to, and and I I don't want to say that this is the only thing that I've seen from each of you, but I want to talk about some of the things that I've seen in each of you. So I'm going to start with Tanner tanner this week was described to me by um, two other people in this office as the red flash Mm -hmm. why because he was wearing a red shirt one day and what he did that day was he was moving everywhere and he was the red flash it was like we saw this red flash just moving around the office and what what that means is you were intentionally, instinctively, self-motivationally doing stuff. You were taking initiative, and that is one of, that's one of my favorite words of all time, okay? Because one of the things that I hate to have to do is hold somebody's hand and say, okay, now you need to put your hand on the computer. You know, I, I need you to, here, take this pen, I want you to write this word. I want you to say this word. I, I don't like, I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not that kind of a trainer. Um, There's certain things that you just expect that, that people are going to take initiative and jump in and do stuff. And you were the red flash. And you've been that way since you got here. You, you, you're taking it upon yourself to just do stuff. You know, and that's impressive. Um, I'll go to Parker. Parker has impressed me since the day I met him and I met him at a um, it's called a CBI uh, community based internship uh, like speed dating yep. so he's he's in networking so he stopped at my table and, and we had about three minutes together maybe it turned into seven I don't I don't know but <laughs> an impressive young man and uh, reached out to me and said you know I want to be an intern before I can be an intern what can I help with while I'm in trimester six or seven before I can even get there in trimester eight and we have thrown so many things at Parker and Parker just has a can-do attitude never looks at me like a deer in the headlights just says yeah I can do that I got that And then he just does it that's amazing to me you know I can't do that. You know, there's so many things that I've thrown at Parker. I'm throwing them at Parker because I don't know how to do them. I wouldn't even know where to start, you know? And by the way, that's a characteristic in me that is a good thing as well, is, is I need to rely on team, okay? Because you're never going to be good at everything. Um, and so you've got to find people around you that can help you and that can do things that you can't do. And yeah, you do need to train. And yeah, you do need to spend some money to help your people improve themselves. In fact, I did an interview yesterday. I did a group interview with nine people. And I told them straight up, I said, I will invest in you because I don't expect that you're gonna know everything that you need to know to the level that you need to know it to meet my expectations. So what I will do is I will commit to send you to classes. I will purchase classes for you to take so that you can improve things that you want to learn and that you need to learn in order to fit this job and continue to grow in your career. And when I said that, they all kind of perked up. They thought that was really cool, you know? But I need to do that. If I don't do that, then, you know, that person may just feel inadequate in their position. And feel stymied. And maybe feel embarrassed that they can't ask me for that. And I don't want that. I want them to ask. Jenna. Jenna has just joined us and is like this calming spirit in the office. She's calm. She's steady. Okay? But I also know you're military, so I'm looking out for you. You know, you 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 know... (laughs) You might be uh, sniping me, uh, you know. So, no, I know you're tough. You're tough and you're steady. And you came into my office and prayed for me and prayed with me the other day. I appreciate that. And you walked up yesterday and said, "I, I I got these words and these feelings and I blogged about it. I wrote it down. You're taking initiative to not only, you're not thinking about yourself, okay? You are the anti this generation that is um, taking video of yourself like flipping your hair back and forth. (laughs) Look at me, look at me. You know, I mean, that's kind of this generation, right? It's like, look at me dance. No, you're, you're, you're putting words down on paper and blogging, why? Yes, it's good for you to to put this out there, but you're doing it to pay it forward. You want those words, those feelings, those thoughts to actually have an impact on somebody else. Because otherwise, what? Right? Why did God put you here? Put you here so that your brain, your thoughts, your heart, your spirit can push into other people. That's impressive. And a millionaire You're the hardest one to describe for me. But the things that I've seen in you just this week, you are fearless. And maybe you have fears. We all do, right? But I wouldn't know that about a millionara. She's fearless. She steps into an office and instantly changes the room. The smile, the attitude, the can-do willingness attitude. What do you want me to do now? The confidence, okay? An air of confidence and certainty is so important in a young doctor. Because people are going to be looking to you for answers. They're going to want... Um, they're going to want answers. They're going to want you to help them and they're going to want to know that you can. And the way you carry yourself, the way you speak, the tone of your voice, a calming touch is so important because then people will know that you got this. And when people know you got this, they get better. That sounds weird to say that. And I'm not discounting the actual adjustment that you're going to do later. But I will tell you this it's half the battle if the patient feels that you got this. Because in their mind, in their head, if they feel like, eh, I don't know about this one, I don't know if I'm going to get a great adjustment today, or I don't think this person can help me, if they're thinking those things, you're battling not only against the actual problem, but you're battling against their mind. But if you flip it, and you give them reason to be certain that you're going to help them, now you're 80% there, and then the adjustment, what chiropractic actually does, takes you the rest of the way, because it works. Chiropractic works, but the mind is strong. So you've got that certainty, that confidence, that, that feel about you. You were confident enough yesterday to bring in uh, treats that you made. What would you call it again? Pretzel pie or something?
1: It was a raspberry pretzel salad.
0: A pretzel salad. Okay, I've never heard of a pretzel salad, but <laughs> that was amazing, right? I mean, it's amazing. And to put yourself out there in a group of people that you don't know to bring in food for everybody, number one, really appreciated, but also pretty impressive to put yourself out there like that. So those are the things that I've seen in you guys just this week. And those are all qualities that tell me that you four are going to be great doctors of chiropractic. And it's, and it's my job as um, your mentor, I guess, uh, adjunct faculty to teach you guys things, but you're teaching me things and I'm noticing things that I want to confirm for you that because of these qualities and these skills that you're exhibiting, those are going to make you successful, okay? How well you can read an x-ray is important, but it pales in comparison to these qualities that I've just described. And I'm sure I'll see n- new qualities in you guys next week and the week after and the week after, and they'll continue to impress me, okay? And, I, and I'm confident that I'm not going to see your heads balloon, okay? Because that's another piece. Because the more successful you are, the more opportunity for ego to take over. And just when you think that you are all that, God will put somebody in your way that will humble you like nobody's business, okay? Because it's happened to me many, many times and will continue to happen for the rest of my career and it will happen to you as well because humility is is so important. So now what I want to hear from you guys and and what I want um, our listeners to hear is I want them to hear... When a new person enters a new position. And I, I haven't been in this situation in years. So I'd, I'd really have to struggle, you know, to go back and, and ha- get into that moment because uh, it's been so long. But you guys have just done it in the last couple weeks here. How do you jump into a new situation, a new job and get yourself comfortable because everybody wants to feel comfortable nobody wants to feel like a fish out of water do I fit in here do I not fit in here so how have you guys done it I, I will already say that you guys have done it successfully and you've just been here you know a few weeks but what was on your mind and what have you done in order to create that level of comfort for yourself in a new place so I'll let you guys uh, take over from here who wants to be first Tanner? Okay, so Tanner.
2: So I think uh, it's really important once you first come into a new position to really get to know your coworkers and kind of not only, you know, what they do on a day-to-day basis but also, like, their personal life. I think that moving forward with them and knowing that you care more than just about their work life can really go a long distance and in return helping them out if they need help here or um, if you need help in a certain spot, it won't be as um, – big of a challenge for them to get on board with what you're saying and, and kind of help you through you know the first couple weeks or couple months or a couple of years even of you learning this new position learning what's required of you um, and I also think it's really good like you said to be humble I think if you're humble and you realize hey I don't know everything I'm new to this position you've been here for you know a year two years um, How do, how do you want it done how does this help you through You know, the daily tasks that you have, you know, because the last thing you want to do is come into a new job and create more work for everybody else. You got to come into the new job with a mindset. I'm here to help. Um, I was picked for this position for a reason. I want to fulfill that. I want to make my coworkers' lives a lot easier. Um, And I think just continuously asking people, hey, do you need help with something? What can I help you with? Or even just the occasional, hey, it's good to see you this morning. How's the family doing? I think making those connections with your coworkers really improves the whole um, environment in a, in a workplace. Um, so I think those are very important the first couple of weeks. No, that's, that's big. And, uh, you know, you, you nailed it there. When,
0: when, uh, when somebody comes into a pis- position, you don't just want them to, you know, fill a seat. You want them to make the seat better. You know, and, and over the years, I can, I can say that anytime somebody has left a position here, they leave it to the next person to actually set the bar even higher. And yes, we've had great people throughout the years here fantastic, wonderful people that God has just placed in my businesses. Um, and this is nothing against those people that were with us, you know, 17 years ago. Um, but the bar has been set higher and higher each time somebody has replaced them and, uh, and so that's the expectation you know, you know, it's been fun to watch you guys I'm excited about the rest of this whole trimester because you're going to keep setting that bar higher and creating new processes and ways of doing things that are going to help the future interns that jump in so who's got the next one here?
3: I'll go. All right. Uh, the three uh, things that came to mind when Dr. Jeff asked this question before the podcast started for me was ownership, initiative, and efficiency. Um, we mentioned initiative already, but ownership, I took ownership, I guess, of my tasks when I first started this job by reading the training manuals before we even did trainings on them so I could really understand what the jobs were and so that I could... Uh, Take control of the task in my own way, and one of the ways I could take control of a task is by making it more efficient for myself and maybe uh, for the business in general. By by making tasks um, more repetitive and, and and blocking them in certain ways so that I can batch my tasks better, I was able to make it more efficient for myself, and in that way, I think I could enhance the training manuals that I was reading by by inputting some of this this new knowledge that I've gained. And um, like Jeff was saying, add upon the work of others to set the bar higher for the next person more or less. Um, and then again, with initiative, as Dr. Jeff mentioned, taking initiative is one of my favorite words as well. I just, I pride myself on my ability to take initiative and I want that in other people too, in my future practice. And so for me, Taking initiative was reading the training manuals before we started the trainings or just asking for for people to give me tasks when they weren't holding my hand to give me one every step of the way. Uh, So those three things, taking ownership of the tasks that you're about to do or haven't been given yet, taking initiative to take those tasks when you are asked and making them more efficient and setting the bar higher for the next person.
4: So my number one was something that starts before you even walk in the building and not even just from the parking lot. When I knew that I um, was um, given this opportunity, that's when I started preparing for the experience. So um, your attitude starts by giving yourself the, the permission to grow, and that's something that I do every day when I'm on my way here. Um, even knowing that it may be a little bit uncomfortable um, during the process, and knowing and accepting that it, that, that is part of the process. Um, I also learn a lot just by watching um, the other doctors interact with their patients, watching the staff, um, learning from the people that are already excellent in their in their trades, um, because you, t- you take in so much information just by being here, and luckily, since this is a multi-doctor practice um, you can you can see the different ways because um, you're not you're not being true to yourself if you're simply replicating something that somebody else is doing so but you can just take little bits and pieces of things that you see and um, apply it to how you want to practice and then the third one is not only asking questions but being able to humble yourself in front of um, in front of patients, in front of the other doctors because I've been in training situations and nothing's worse than, you know, you're trying to explain something to somebody and they give you the north and south, but you can tell in their eyes that they have no idea what's going on. And um, I try to never be that person um, because then it, it it discourages the person who's trying to teach you something, who's, who's spending their valuable time um, trying to... Um, you know lay, lay seeds into you um, it gives them less incentive to continue that in the future so um, but it all starts with attitude. Oh
0: great good stuff. A Millionaire yeah. you are the final person <laughs> to say what can what can you do uh, when you go into a new position to make it your own?
1: Um, well first I think it's you need to find that like one accountability buddy, um, someone who would be like your go-to, especially because you're new and they're not and they're not new. So you're just like, hey, just checking in. Um, what can I be doing better? What can I improve on and stuff like that? Um, and then another thing I I think would really help is what Tanner said. And just to, like, always have, like, your greetings and your salutations to everyone in the office, mm-hmm. uh, especially towards the person that hired you on, um, just so, so then they know that you're, you know, that you're present, that you're not just, like, that they don't have to ask the question, like, oh, like, what have they been doing? Like, how, you know, like, all this stuff, they just, like, they see you um, showing that initiative that Parker said. Um, and for the, uh, I think you should also have the problem-solving skills, um, but not to the, Not to the point that it's detrimental to the company. It's like, oh, I don't like their way. I'm going to do it my way. Find out what the company's way is and have that suggestion of, like, hey, I noticed this, but, um, you know, somehow if it's like, People are just like confused, because there's there's things in companies that people are confused on. Have the idea. Talk about it first. Don't do it. Talk about it first with whoever it needs to be. And then would this work? And then be like, oh, we actually tried this once. That actually doesn't work. Or you know what? Never thought of that before. Um, but I think at that moment, it's not in the newbie stage. The newbie stage is the learning stage. I personally feel that uh, when you're in that stage, that's more of like a you're learning everything, absorbing like a sponge. Then, like, once the couple months go on and then you're learning everything, then you're like, hey, so I have this idea. What do you think? Um, and I about it. So.
2: Right.
0: Oh, those are awesome. Okay, so what do we do with this information? Uh, I want you now, you've been sitting back listening to characteristics in, in, uh, uh, in people that make them successful in a new situation um, and how to, boy... This is a treasure trove of good food for business owners that hire people and also for new staff. So this podcast, this episode needs to be listened to by owners and this podcast needs to be listened to by the employees, the new employees of owners. So as you're sitting there listening to this, you need to now share this podcast, this episode with some people. You might share it with other owners. You might share it with, um, with your own staff. You might use this for a training. Why not use this 25-minute and 38, 39, 40-second um, uh, episode right now? Use it as a training for your team. Listen to it together together. And then talk about it. Use the next 20 minutes to actually talk about it and debrief on it and apply it. So that's what we want to do. That's what Cairo Feast is all about, is it's a feast because we're putting food, we're putting information out there for you to give you sustenance and nutrition in your business and in your life. We want this to be applicable. And we want it to change how you're doing things for the better, okay? To always be constantly improving, And believe me, I am always constantly improving because, um, man, as soon as you think you know it all, that's like we said at the beginning of this podcast, that's when God will humble you and show you that you don't know it all, but that you can continue to be humble and confident and certain that you can continue to improve. So please share this podcast. Please rate this podcast. Um, you know, get it out to more people. I'm counting on you listeners to get this out there. Get new people listening to the podcast so that they can benefit from this as well. And so, number one, always stay hungry. Stay hungry, my friends. And always, always, always pay it forward.
3: Kyro, Kyro